Hey, Chosen fam. Welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About a Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And we are two best friends coming together to learn more about God and how we are chosen in Him. Join us here every Tuesday as we dive into God's Word about topics we all face to ultimately seek truth. We would love if you would subscribe and rate this podcast. And be sure to check out the free resources at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. just was doing that's okay here i am still shuffling papers it's okay girl it's authentic that's right someone should leave us a review super authentic (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it makes you know that's one thing that like always makes my like i don't know i wouldn't say necessarily makes my day but it makes my day when i read it but hearing everyone's reviews it just like it shocks me almost like, I'm like, oh, y'all like us? Yes, that's how I feel. And I'm like, we're just we're just two best friends here talking about the Lord and, and how we're making it through and how we're growing. And someone cares enough to listen and to be like, yo, this helped me. And I'm like, look at you, God. Thanks for using so us. So humbling. Yes. It, it That's exactly the word. Every time. Because we don't see who listens nope. and how it affects their day. Mm-mm. So when you guys like give us tangible feedback, like so many of y'all email and I'll forward those to Liz and I'm like, look at this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Yes. It makes our day every time. Mm. So good. So sweet. Mm -hmm. We love you guys. That's all for today's pod. Thank y'all for joining it. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was good. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about adulting. And I have, as my first note, ew. <laughs> I literally drew an emoji that I'm going to put in the title if the, if our um, publishing platform lets us put an emoji in the title of this um, yes. podcast. Please refer to that now, and you'll see the <laughs> face I'm making about the word adult. <laughs> How did we get here? We're not even on, you know, it's crazy because like, you know, my birthday's coming up and I'm like, we're not old enough. I'm not old enough to be adulting. But here we are. For some context, I am 26. Liz is about to turn 26. Mm -hmm. We are 1994 babies. Yes. It's a great year. Great year Mm -hmm. for babies. Mm -hmm. The Lord done showed (laughs) out. I mean, look at us. Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, you, me, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. 94. All of us. I know. It was a good year, but it's crazy. Because I'm like, well, <laughs> we're 20. Okay, we're in our mid-20s. And, you know, you think back to when you were younger and you're like, yeah, by the time, this is was my thought. I'm like, by the time I'm 26, I'm going to be married right. and maybe like have a kid or two on the, like on the way or something. And, you know, just be working in my field and enjoy my job and live in my best life for the Lord. And here I am, and a lot of those same things are true, but I'm like, I'm single, and that's okay, but I'm still living my best life. Like, the the Lord has blessed my professional career far more than I ever thought possible, so much quicker than I even thought was possible. And I'm like, okay, God. This like, girl is I a boss. You. Uh, you are literally, though. <laughs> you are the boss at your establishment. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's true. I don't, I hate the word boss because I'm like... I don't ever want someone to be like, I'm your boss, but I'd much rather say like, I, sorry, I, I had to adjust the mic and it's making a horrid noise. Oh, okay. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Um, I like, I just, I'm a leader. I, I prefer 
You I'm are. Like, I get to lead a team of people who are like talented and, pro- and professional and passionate about what they do. And that's the best part of my job is helping them succeed. But I hate the term boss because it's so negative. I don't know. But is it not weird? This is something like, we're titling this episode Adulting, but this is really going to be like what I wish someone would have told me Yes, about adulting. So, if you're with me and Liz, and you're in like the 20s to 30s range, mm-hmm. welcome. Yes. We are in this together. If you are younger than 20, and you're wondering like, I wonder what I'm going to be like when I'm 26. Honey, you don't know. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Please learn from us. Yes. If you are older than 30, welcome. Um, we are all learning together because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure even when I'm like 35, 45, 55, I cannot imagine having children that I'm <laughs> responsible for that come to me and ask me questions that they think I have the answers to. Yes. What? Mind blown. Like, I don't know. I, I'll never forget. Um, I was watching my cousin when I was a kid and, and he was like, can you make me a sandwich? And I was like, make your own sandwich. And he was like, I can't. I'm five. I was like, wow, is that what parenting is like? I even think about the other day, Hunter and I heard, like, or well, my dog started barking at the back door, which is, you know, Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, our address is highly under surveillance of Coke Collins. Bless the heart of any FedEx, UPS, USPS <laughs> driver. Coke is not having it. Mm-hmm. I've never felt unsafe at my home, even with some of the characters that are in my neighborhood. Um, we'll not go into that. That is another story for another day. So Coke was barking at the back door one day, like this past week. And Hunter was like, you know, at these times when you're like, honey, I think someone's at the back door. He's like, oh my goodness, I'm the grown man here of this household. And I have to protect my (laughs) wife and dog. And that is my job. Like I look to no one else to help me do this. So here I go with the baseball bat or whatever. (laughs) Like, you know, like he's like, wow, that's my job. And I'm like, honey, you're making me feel so safe. (laughs) No, but he's like, of course I'm going to do whatever it takes. Like we are armed. Mm -hmm. We have... You know, the appropriate things to arm ourselves. Mm-hmm. Also, an alarm system. So, like, where nothing is coming by surprise. Like, right. we feel safe where we are. Hunter always makes me feel safe, but he's just like, it's so weird that, like, I'm not like, hey, Dad, I think somebody's at the back door. <laughs> like, it's, he's like, it's me. Yeah. Like, it me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's adult life. Yeah. Where it's constant moments of being like, whoa. I am responsible for this, and I'm the one that has to give an answer for this, and what is that answer? I'd like to phone a friend. Yes. Well, you know, one thing when I'm thinking about adulting, um, one of my coworkers actually told me is that um, all the rules are really just made up. There are so many rules that we feel like we have to follow, and even societal standards slash rules, and someone just decided that, yeah, this is it. You have to do this. Yes. Or you should be doing this. And the shoulds are what really get you with those toxic it. expectations. Yes. We could totally, we have that in our notes, but we could totally open up with that. Like mm-hmm. Liz and I were talking earlier about how I did not really date a lot in high school, mm-hmm. yet I got married when I was 20 years old, completely unexpected. But my mom was pregnant with me when she was 25, so I always thought 
oh my goodness, I'll probably have a baby when I'm 25 because that's what my mom did. My mm-hmm. mom has never put pressure on me in any way. This was something that I yeah. inflicted on myself. So 25 comes and I'm like, whoa, is this the baby year? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's wondering. We've been married for five years at that point. Yeah, I felt a hard no in my spirit. Not saying I don't want kids or I don't like kids, but y'all know when you feel like this season is not for me yet. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of those things where everybody's like, you'll never be ready. Yeah. Like it, it, when I was 25, I had this expectation that I would feel ready and that I would feel that confirmation in my spirit. Like mm-hmm. this is the next chapter for you. And I didn't feel it. Yeah. It was a hard no. So I immediately felt like condemnation from my own expectations even from, you know, people ask all the time, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? And so I was really hard on myself that year with mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, am I like, does this define me as a failure or am I selfish? Or I started putting all these toxic shame words on wow. myself mm-hmm. when it wasn't the case at all. Like it just was not my season. Okay. We can flip that around. And if you had the expectation of getting married at a certain age Mm -hmm. or having a boyfriend that was, you've had it for this long, like Mm -hmm. three years or five years or whatever, like you could very so easily put toxic shame on yourself. And that's not healthy. No. And that's not true or accurate. I'd like at all. Like you would never want that for you. No. And I think is we also have to remind remind ourselves that um, this probably sounds harsh, but like God doesn't care about your plans. (laughs) <laughs> but it's so true. That's so he doesn't good, care. But he cares about your dreams and your aspirations. Yes. But he does not care at all about your timing. Like, it's a, it's some, all his time. It's all on his timing. And I think that whenever you are, as you are adulting and you're growing in your faith, you begin to realize that that is indeed the case, and to stop putting so much pressure on yourself. And I think there's such a, a sweet, almost like relief slash breath of fresh air when you're finally like all right god do whatever yes you know what i mean let it go let it just let it go that you're not in control and just say you know where you lead i'll follow yes anywhere (laughs) tell me to i'm just kidding we're gonna sing every episode yes (laughs) this is our real life but chosen girl sing along right (laughs) (laughs) but when when you let finally let that go um and that is that you're also letting go the, that expectation that you're putting on yourself. And yes. it can be detrimental. But the Lord has a plan for you. We know that to be true. His word right. says so. And when you really trust in his planning, it alleviates that opportunity for you to be disappointed. That's right. You know? It's, and looking to our neighbor, too, as a mm-hmm. standard. Because you yeah. cannot do that. Most of my friends who are married right now all have children. Yeah. But the thing is, society is always going to be dragging the next thing out of you. Mm-hmm. Just like we've talked about before with expectations. I remember graduating high school. Great accomplishment. Where are you going to college? Okay, going to Cumberland mm-hmm. University. Blah, blah, blah. Here I go. Graduate college. Oh, are you going to back? Gonna go back to get your master's? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Barely got my bachelor's, homeboy. Like, don't nag me with that. Even though Liz did go the, go the distance. <laughs> like, that was she me. can go the distance. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> we had to bring some more Disney in here. But, like, even with dating, like, yeah. oh, when are y'all going to get engaged? Engaged. Have y'all set a date yet? You get married. When's that first baby coming? You know after you have that first baby, are we shooting for two? Mm-hmm. 
Like it's always going to be more, 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 more. So we cannot let that expectation of society, of others, of like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, like even like real talk, even with possessions. Mm -hmm. Like when you, like I remember Hunter and I first starting out married, we lived in an apartment for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at other married couples who had a home like first thing, like Mm -hmm. a really nice home, like right after getting married. And I remember thinking, like not envying them or being jealous of them, but like putting shame on myself. Like, oh man, like what's wrong with me? I wish we had a house, Mm -hmm. you know. But our season came and God provided. We didn't know at that time we would be moving to a completely different town. Yeah. An hour away from where we lived. We didn't know what he was going to be doing with our jobs Mm -hmm. and our careers and friendships. And he provided the perfect house for us. Yes. Same thing happened with you, Liz. Like, you had no idea you'd be where you are. No, (laughs) absolutely. There's no way. There's no way I would have ever known that I would be where I am right now. But God's timing is absolutely perfect. It's just the Lord. Yes. And I think that, you know, just as we're entering this conversation about adulting, um, learning to cast your cares upon the Lord and to, like, to rest in His grace and in his love and in his timing and like his truth. Yes. Just resting in that versus of what, whatever the world has for you is like the first thing that's going to change everything. Yes. It's like, it changes the lenses in which you view the world and which you operate in the world. And it just, I don't know. It just covers you. Well, and it's like, you know, when we ask Jesus to be Lord of our life, that's Mm -hmm. just it. Like is Jesus Lord of your life. That means he's yeah. in charge. And Proverbs sixteen nine says, a man can make plans, but the Lord directs his steps. Amen. Hallelujah. So, yeah, Lord, I'm going to need you to be doing some directing in mm-hmm. our lives, Lord. Come on. <laughs> and with our listeners of a podcast, like, I think that the older I get, the more I realize, Lord, I need that direction. Yeah. Because there's a confidence that is kind of lost with growing up, if that makes sense. For me, like, I remember when I was 18, I literally, like, if I was like, this year I'm going to learn how to do a round off back handspring, I would have done that. Yeah. Like, 1,000%. <laughs> so resilient. And I'm not saying I'm not now, but, like, as I have grown and lived a little bit more life, mm-hmm. I say, I act like I'm just some kind of old fogey. <laughs> I'm so old. I'm 26. Like, you know. <laughs> But like, <laughs> that's my old lady voice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where's my hairbrush? Um, I don't know why I just said that. Like, okay. Everyone brushes their hair. But anyway. <laughs> so real. Like, I realize how dependent mm-hmm. I am on the Lord. Because as you mm-hmm. grow, it's almost like, I'm not saying I'm less confident in myself, but I kind of am. Well, I'm like, Lord, I I need you. Yeah, you're less confident in yourself because you realize your own shortcomings. And you grow in your confidence in the Lord. And so it's just like... You've messed up more. You've lived more life. And you're like, Lord, I'm seeing now that your way is truly the best. Yes. Mm -hmm. If If you don't know if your way or God's way is best, keep living. You will find out. Yes. Yeah. So, in just continuing the, this conversation on adulting, in your if you had to define what adulting is, what would you say? <laughs> um, 
That's a great question, Liz. <laughs> you had a better definition that is going to sound so much better than mine. Oh my god! Totally <laughs> comparing right now, but I think of finding who you are and then mm-hmm. functioning in that in your everyday life. I like that. I like that. Because it's just the little everyday things. It is. That make you feel more um, independent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also completely dependent on God. Yes. Like when those little situations arise and when the big situations arise. That's so true. And I love... You all don't always get to see, you. obviously you don't get to see the conversations that we have before we record, but Sarah and I often, we choose a topic and then we come to it with our own ideas. And I love that we usually have very different opinions. Yes. Um, or we, we attack things very differently. And I love that like definition of adulting. That's- Share yours. It's beautiful. <laughs> It should be like it's so basic. I wish we had like an Urban Dictionary, like Liz Sanders edition. Oh my gosh! Um, so adulting is taking care of business, doing what you need to do, even when you don't feel, um, even when you don't feel like it. So ain't that the truth? Because somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to do life. it. Yes, and that I don't know if it's good or bad that that's how I often look at things. But um, when I was writing my notes and things for this, I was talking to my brother who is. Um, in the military, and he's been in the military for, let's see, 19 years. Wow. And um, his definition was almost exactly like mine. And I think it's just because we may think very strategically of, like, what is what is at the core of it? Adulting is, like, doing what you need to do. But just like you, like, being who you are, living in, like, the person that you are supposed to be. Yes. Is something that you need to do to do, like, to do what God's called you to. Yes. Another thing that you need to do. Yes. So Liz has mapped out a beautiful metaphor on how to function in adulting. And I have lots of different commentary, some of it serious, some of it not serious, Mm -hmm. um, to go along with her metaphor of almost how to stay fit. Yeah. Spiritually fit. Mind, body, and soul. Yes. In your adult life. So these are just things... That we have experienced. We've also counseled um, a couple of opinions. Of, like Liz said, she talked to her brother. We talked to a couple of friends of ours about what do you wish someone would have told you mm-hmm. going into your adult life. And no matter what stage you're in, if you have not entered your adult life, if you're like us and you're just kind of in the midst of like being a rookie, mm-hmm. or if you've been in your adult life for years now, I think that there is wisdom to be gained in all all of this feedback that we've gotten just kind of from chatting with each other and with a few friends of ours. Yeah. So um, the question that I asked myself is, what does it look like in your regards, in regards to faith? Like, what does adulting look like? And um, the first thing I wrote down was, it's taking responsibility for your growth of your faith. Um, and I think that has to do with just anything of adulting in general, is that you take on this air of responsibility. There's no longer any rules for, like, if you do this, this is what happens. If not, you'll be, like, actually penalized or punished. Like, it is up to you. Yes. And you must take that step and, like, that accountability to be responsible Well, and really the growth. penalties are what just comes naturally. It's yes. not like, oh, you're grounded. Yes. It's like, oh, wow, I'm not prepared mentally or spiritually for this um, breakup or yeah. for... Me losing this job mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes, you know. and sometimes they are 
And you will also find that you can experience something and someone else might experience the same thing. And the consequences will look different. So there is no oh, more yeah. universal consequence for your action. But there will always be a reward for you taking responsibility. Yes. Regardless if it seems like one that you really want or not. But anyways, um, in regards to how it applies to your health um, or like your spiritual fitness, um, the three main things or that I was thinking like, okay, if I was actually going to get physically fit, eating healthy, drinking water, working out, like being active. Yes. And I will also like to put in that there will be some point in your 20-something-year-old life when you're like, I got to stop eating out. I got to like work out. I need to take care of my body because <laughs> it's getting older. Yes. And um, I feel like I'm kind of in that, that place for myself. of Like even like, sleep. Yes. What the heck? I need more sleep. Yes. Like, I don't drink enough. Oh, I can tell I have not had enough water today. It's no longer, I have a caffeine headache. It's like, I'm dehydrated. Yes. <laughs> but how all of this applies is that for eating healthy, for the four, first point, um, it's kind of like the milk and honey of God's word. Um, it's really when doing the thing that you um, need to do, even when you don't feel like it. But sometimes there are times when you do feel like it. But being in God's word is a staple. Like, you don't want to go without... Like, we love food. We love food. Oh, yes, And we, we only love food because we've been introduced to it, right? Imagine if you've only eaten baby food your whole life. Unseasoned, mashed food. Disgusting. That sounds disgusting, but if that's all you've ever known. But imagine, like, growing up and you've expo- you've expanded your taste buds. Yes. And that's what... The more that you dive into the Word of God, that's what it feels like. And you're like... You begin to crave it. Yes. And the more time you spend with it. And, um... I just love that analogy of it literally is milk and honey. It goes down so smoothly, but it's nourishing for your soul to be in God's word. You yes. learn more about who God is. You learn about his character. You learn things that you can apply back to your life and that will get you out of hard times and like like how to address someone you don't agree with, how to um, how, how to just delight in the, in the Lord during hardships. These are all lessons that you will learn when you decide that you're going to gobble up the, the word of God. Yes. And I think that that's also like growing in wisdom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much wisdom to be gained just from looking at the life of Jesus, from looking at the Psalms and the Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's almost like the foundation of who you are. Mm-hmm. And an important point that I wrote down was, are your beliefs yours or are they a result of your upbringing? So basically, why do you believe what you believe? And that is a question that every human needs to ask themselves. Do I believe this gospel because it's just tradition in my family or mm-hmm. because I don't want to disappoint my friend group or I really like this church and I enjoy my friend group there or whatever? Evaluating and reflecting on, is Jesus my Lord and Savior? Yes. Or is he just someone that has been in my life that I can't imagine not saying yes to that because Mm -hmm. of the tradition that has been in my life. And for some of us listeners, like if you're like me and Liz, we were raised in the church. We're both pastor's kids. And I know some of the listeners may not be from the Bible Belt. And so your faith is like truly your choice. And in a way, I'm like, wow, that is Mm -hmm. such a cool thing. Liz and I have really never had it any other way, but luckily we were blessed with parents who like obviously didn't force us to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. 
it happened by the environments that we were put mm-hmm. into, and I'm forever thankful for yes. that. Mm-hmm. Like, forever thankful for that. Hope to give my kids that same amazing environment yeah. um, of being exposed to people who were older and wiser and loving to be a good example mm-hmm. in a community of believers um, and have a great church family growing up. Um, but it comes down to the nitty gritty where you're like, Hmm, this is my faith. And of course, faith in having a community of believers around you is such an important part of who we are as believers. Um, I mean, the Bible says clearly many times, like don't forsake the meeting Mm -hmm. of people. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Yeah. Um, so like, it's very clear what God's anticipations are for us to have a community, a cloud of witnesses around us, accountability partners. But can you defend your faith? Yeah. And the reason why you believe what you believe and that it's your faith, because that is going to be the bedrock that everything else like Mm -hmm. falls upon. Because I feel like the way that the enemy loves to get under our skin is to make us doubt that. Yeah. Like, oh, you only believe that because that's what your grandma took you to church. And honey, be brave enough to ask yourself that question. Yes. And be, when I say be okay with the result, if it is not favorable, there's no shame in that. If you realize you're like, why do I believe this? I don't know if I know why I believe this. Don't feel shameful about it. Tell the Lord. Be like, God... I thought this this is what I felt. This is what I thought. But I'm not sure. Can you reaffirm that for me? Can you show me scripture? Can you bring someone into my life to help me in this area? The Lord loves to answer those calls for Absolutely. you. And I feel like sometimes in Christian culture, we think that it's like a sin or blasphemous or disrespectful to question our faith. Yeah. But I think that if you look at the life of Jesus, he always welcomed questions. Yes. And I think that we can ask those appropriately and respectfully and dive deep and also be okay with like, you know, some things just come down to straight up faith. Yes. Like, I believe this, like, obviously does not make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, our Savior, like raising from the dead, ascending into heaven, being born of a virgin, like... Those things just take faith. Like, Mm -hmm. those are supernatural happenings. But I think that we need to be okay with asking the respectful, hard questions. Yeah, I Um, think so, too. I mean... And growing in that. Yeah, I mean, like, what... I don't think I would go to a church led by a pastor that was not willing to answer my questions. Right. Like, why would I... If I had a manager or a boss, why would I enjoy working for them... If they couldn't answer my questions when I had them. Right. It's okay. The Lord's not afraid of your questions. Yeah. And, and even the Holy Spirit's called a counselor. Like, right. You can bring in, it brings enlightenment for you to question because yes. then you go searching for the answers and the Lord will reveal a lot to you, but you won't have questions until you start digging. Yeah. So I think that that's like a good heart check. Like, mm-hmm. why do I believe what I believe? Yeah. Like, is Jesus personal to me? Mm hmm. And that's really important because another thing I have written down with this whole milk and honey of the word of God, consuming good food and nourishment for your soul Mm -hmm. is you need this because you need God. Yes. Like if you have not gone through a hardship in your life, you just haven't lived long enough yet. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I remember people saying that to me when I was younger and me being like terrified. But the thing is like when you go through valleys, when you go through 
um, heartbreaks or family trouble or any kind of um, job issues or whatever, like just put, just draw out of a hat, like yeah. you name it. Like life is going to throw some difficult and stressful situations at you. Sure will. You need God. Mm-hmm. He is the only one that can give you pure peace. Yes. Pure joy. Mm-hmm. Just like we talked about last week, peace is not circumstantial. Right. That can totally, like you can have peace regardless because of the goodness of God. Um, so we need to be consuming the word, being in fellowship with him mm-hmm. in prayer and getting that nourishment, just like you said, just like we would from good food that mm-hmm. fuels us and energizes us yes, and that, you know, gives us energy and breaks down the bad things mm-hmm. and builds up the good things in our bodies. That's exactly what the word and prayer and fellowship with God is mm-hmm. for our souls because the Lord knows we need him because this world yes. is screwed up. And it's, it's not worth it without him. That's exactly right. It's just not worth it. Compliments of Adam and Eve. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was really the serpent. We're not judging you, Adam and Eve. <laughs> well, We're ne- here for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the next thing that I have is, you, you really nailed it right on the head, like having an active relationship with God and a, like a prayer slash like prayer life. It's like drinking water. Yes. You can go a few days without food. You can go a little while without reading your Bible. But if you're not talking to God, or if you're not praying in His name, anything like that, your your spiritual fitness is going to go downhill fast. Yes. Just imagine if you were stop if you refused to drink water, like your body would shut down. One, if you did, and you can also drink other things. You can have like we're talking about Diet Dr Pepper. You can have a Diet Dr Pepper instead of water, and you can still live. But it's going to have lasting effects on your body that water wouldn't have. That's right. Water so, is like pure. It is. It's it's what you crave. You naturally just crave it. You need it. It is a yes. necessity in your life. And in a, a actual relationship with like our father is a necessity in your spiritual fitness, in your spiritual walk. Yes. Like I, there's no way that you can grow, that you can advance, that you can just have an actual relationship like as a Christian without having a relationship with God. I agree. If you're not, if so drinking, so what I guess what I'm, I'm thinking of is like, how do you drink up the word? How do you drink up God? I guess who he is. And I think that's, that comes from spending time in his presence and it For doesn't. Sure. And I know that can be intimidating. Like I think <laughs> today, my coworker sent me a, um, a Snapchat of a water bottle. That is a whole gallon. And I was like, it must be heavy looking that thing around. Like this is a workout. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of, it's intimidating. Yes. And thinking about starting your your relationship with the Lord or growing that relationship or starting your prayer life, that can also be really intimidating. You're like, where do I even begin? Do I right. want to h- carry around this gallon jug of prayer? Like, what do I do? But it's, it's just little by little. It's making that conscious and intentional effort. It's waking up in the morning and starting your day by saying, thank you, God, for waking me up. It's talking to God throughout the day. It's setting aside that time to journal your prayers to him. It's setting aside time to, or even a a physical space in your home that you can go to and you can spend your alone time. It's waking, Sarah does her quiet time in the morning. And so it's for for you, it's waking up in the morning and having that that still of the day and getting to meet, like to be in the, like have being in the presence of the Lord. Like he, he comes to meet you. And if, but if you don't offer him that opportunity for him to come meet you, 
and it's like he can meet you wherever, but you will tell a huge difference when you do it intentionally. Yes. Than when you just do it kind of like whenever. Yes. And that's just like intentionally drinking water, intentionally drinking in the Lord. Yes. I have seen distinct shifts in my life based on when I have a quiet time with Mm -hmm. God. And even if that's just like the time that I spend in the car, putting on worship music, being intentional about Mm -hmm. not letting my mind wander, but focusing, like even listing off, Lord, I'm grateful for this today. Yes. Lord, this is what I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm. Tell him what you're going through. He already knows, but Mm -hmm. just having that fellowship with him and being intentional about opening up the conversation with the Lord and then just taking the time to listen. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking about water, I was thinking about like all the functions of water. Yeah. So like water is used to like cleanse. Mm -hmm. Like we clean. I hope you clean every day. (laughs) Yeah. With water. Yeah. We get refreshment. Mm-hmm. from water like we are sustained like we get survival mm-hmm. from water it's a basis of life exactly and i think of like all the forms that it can take it can take steam liquid um mm-hmm. and ice mm-hmm. and you know prayer life can take many forms like sometimes it's yeah. just sitting there and listening sometimes for me i get so distracted i write down my prayers mm-hmm. Um, Some people love to pray out loud and you can list off what you're thankful for. Like, you know, if we're praising God for what we're thankful for, the Mm -hmm. Bible says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Mm -hmm. So if you're wondering where God is, just start praising him. Yes. And he's going to meet you right where you are. And today I was reminded, did y'all sing that song in church when you were little? Um, As the deer pants forth the water, so my soul longs after you. Oh my gosh, I'll have to Like somebody is screaming at the the radio right now. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) But I I started singing that today, just kind of in my alone time. And I seriously, like, just felt the spirit of the Lord with me. Like, Mm. I was thinking about those words. Like, just like a deer just runs after the water of a stream. So my soul longs after you, Lord. Wow. And that's a psalm that comes straight from yeah. a psalm of David. And um, it goes on to say, like, you alone are my heart's desire. Mm-hmm. Um, you alone are my strength and my shield. And I just think about us just even talking about just then, like, how much our bodies need water. Yeah. Like, when you are going through life, you may not realize it right now. Like, if everything's going good in your life. And we're not here to be like, Things are going to get bad. Get with God. Like, no, that's not what we're saying, but kind of. (laughs) (laughs) But like with your decisions, Mm -hmm. with your stress, with your lack of peace, with your anxiety, anything like God sent Jesus for that. Yeah. To help us. Yes. To comfort us and to counsel us. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just like, have you ever had those periods of like in your life where you're like, I need to drink some Yes. And you're like, I, sometimes I'm like, I think that my veins run coffee and tea. And sometimes you're like, you know what? I just need some water. Mm -hmm. I just need a cup of ice water. Mm -hmm. I think that you can also feel your spirit do the same thing where you're like, uh, I need the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm nasty. Like, (laughs) no, no, that's so real. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's (laughs) so like a few months ago when, as we were transitioning from COVID back into like in person, I was like, I need to drink more water. So every day, I intentionally bring the same cup with me so I can fill up 
and I can drink water and I know that I fill up once in the morning and once in the afternoon and that I feel better when I do that. Yes. And in the same fashion, I know that when I intentionally wake up in the morning and I, you know, read whatever I'm going to be reading in like in my Bible app because I love using it, doing it on my phone so I can same. highlight everything else. I can tell a difference when I start my day off with it. And you never regret it. I n- never once. It has never been a waste of my time. And even if you're not a morning person, I used to I used to not do this in the morning because when I was I'll give an example when I was in college, I was not a morning person even more so than I'm not now. Wow, that's hard to believe that. I can't. <laughs> Y'all, I I think you understand. I just can't do mornings. It's not my thing. But I was like I can stay up 5 more minutes. Yes. I can stay up 5 more minutes cuz I'm a natural night owl. So I'm like, I get my kick, my kick back in like around 9 p.m. Girl, and I'm like, I can stay up. Crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's why I was hanging up stuff in my house at nine o'clock last night, and then I, re- you know, realized it's 11:30, and I'm still got Honey, my tape measure and stuff. I was in my bed reading a book <laughs> at nine o'clock last night. <laughs> we were just see, we're we're just different people, but you know, if you do your night, your quiet time at night, which is also okay. I mean, like, it'll just revolutionize your whole life to yes. give God that intentional time. Regardless yes. when you give it. Because his his investments don't return void. Yes. And just like that, like I never regretted spending intentional time with the Lord. I never once regretted drinking water. Yes. That kind of goes along. I have this written for the next bullet, which yeah. is going to the gym. Transition. But I had written down, it is crucial to create some kind of balance mm-hmm. or rhythm in your life yes with your priorities mm-hmm. so obviously top three god others and yourself mm-hmm. top three priorities we have got to make time for god we've got to make time to serve others we've got to make time to care for ourselves mm-hmm. so when i say the word rhythm yeah first thing i think of is music mm-hmm. um i think of how when you are on rhythm like when you're on beat with something yes you are in a flow. Mm-hmm. You are consistent. Your body craves it. Yeah. We can't and deny it. it's like you just can jump right into that rhythm. Yes. And the thing about a rhythm is each beat is given the amount of attention that it needs to be given. Yes. So literally thinking about your life, thinking about your priorities, what beats need the most attention and the appropriate amount of attention mm-hmm. to where you can properly flow with the rhythm? Yes. The first thing Liz thought of was a like a brook, yeah, like a like a river, because it's it's a constant, but over time it's just that it's a consistent. I think that's what I loved about that was just like a rhythm is consistent. That babbling brook that hits those same stones in the same spot over and over and over again. I also can't help but think about um, if 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 any of you ever have a chance to go to. Um, the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, oh, D.C. Oh, yeah, so beautiful. You walk up those steps to go up to the memorial, and there are perfect little grooves about an inch into the step where people, thousands, probably millions of people have walked over those steps over the years in the same spot. Bam, bam. I didn't One realize that's after what another. And, like, you can feel it. And so, like, just like how a brook hits the same stone, how our, we as people hit the same steps over the last nearly over 100 years now like that's what that's what just investing in this time spent with god yes when you do it so consistently it it wears in it settles in you get that groove we can't deny that we all have a spot in our bed that's just like perfect 
Oh, girl, yes. And how sweet that is. It is. We actually love routine. And that might look different for everyone, just like Liz said, like morning person versus night owl. Like, some things that I do to to energize myself, absolutely 1,000% drain my husband, (laughs) a.k.a. I get life from being with crowds. I love me a crowd. Missing crowds in the year 2020. Hunter is like, um, when are we going to be alone? (laughs) How many more seconds with this crowd of 500 people at a concert? I'm like, you are enjoying this? What is a matter with you? No, it's just because we're different. We're built different. We're energized different. So finding a rhythm that works for you, something that I immediately thought of with the word rhythm was Mm -hmm. Guitar Hero. Yes. Most underrated and missed game of the year. For real, though. Whenever you get in a rhythm, like, you see the notes coming. And, like, at first, you're like, okay, what's happening with this song? But then you see a pattern, like, with the verses, with the chorus, and the bridge. And then, all of a sudden, you're, like, rocking it in star power. Like, Mm -hmm. you're, like, lifting up the neck of that guitar, like, and you are killing it. Yes. You are killing it. And I think, you know, if I feel like that's just another part of foundation. Yeah. Like, for me, sometimes I can put too much weight in my rhythm because, like, if I get out of rhythm, I throw a temper tantrum. Yeah. Like, with myself, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you didn't get to do this tonight. Like, you were supposed to do that. Like, mm-hmm. but seriously, give yourself some grace. Grace upon grace. Yes. That's going to be talked about in one of the episodes. Don't worry. Um, but I think that there is so much beauty in the consistency yeah. And the peace that comes with prioritizing in the form of rhythms in your life. Like, oh, hey, this is a constant. This does not move. Mm-hmm. Like, time with your family, time with your husband, time with um, time with God, time yeah. taking care of yourself. Yeah. Time serving others. Another thing I love about this is all of them are actionable items. Because yes. my last point was go to the, it, excuse me, the equivalent of like going to the gym is actually putting these things into action. Yes. The things that you have taken in from, you know, reading God's word, the things that you have learned, how he's revealed things to you about yourself and spending more time with him. Yes. And when you begin to act, like move, do something, act upon it. Yes. And that's what I love about just like that rhythm is it's cause it's an action. It's yes. a constant and consistent action. And just because you fall out of rhythm, you you're not consistent in this moment. Don't let it derail you from your like from your song. Like keep moving. It's okay. Yes. You can recover. That's one of the things that I remember the first time I ever played with like a band. I was mm-hmm. in the seventh grade. Oh. Um, got lassoed into playing with a worship band here in town because I knew how to play the piano. I had no clue what I was doing. I remember the guys were like, hey, this song's capo four. And I'm like, what's a capo? Pianos don't have capos. That's fine. <laughs> um, but I remember like when I would mess up, I would like make a face. And someone told me like, hey, no one's going to know if you mess up if you don't make a face. Yeah. But you have to keep going. Like the whole band is depending on you to keep going. We are not going to stop for you. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, rude. But that's so true. Like, life is not going to stop for you. Life yeah. is going to keep going. Just hop back in. Show yourself grace. Remember yeah. that God's showing you grace, too. Yeah. Um, remember that you have accountability to mm-hmm. lean on. And mm-hmm. if you don't have accountability, I encourage you to pray for that accountability. Mm-hmm. It can be one prayer partner that it has a healthy relationship with you, mm-hmm. a healthy relationship with the Lord. That doesn't mean they have to be perfect, but it means they're trying. And y'all yes. have the same goal. Yes. And you're like-minded mm-hmm. in that. Um, 
I don't know what I would do on the days that I need prayer and I can't reach, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't reach out to Liz or be open with my husband. There's a couple other awesome girlfriends that I'll text and be like, hey, you I'm need needing that. it today. Mm-hmm. I'm needing it today. And y'all do the same with me. Like, that's what friendship is. That's what making those priorities, putting them into action. Like, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You have God on your side and you can have accountability on your side too. Yes. That's so good. Um, going to read a verse out of Matthew 5, 48. Mm-hmm. This is Jesus talking. The whole, like, meat of Matthew, like, once it gets past, like, um, this is Jesus and he was being born and all this stuff. Um, which is a great story, you know, like mm-hmm. the Christmas story. Like, yeah. Pretty good one. <laughs> um, it says, in a word, what I'm saying is grow up your as in you are, you while well, you apostrophe R-E, you are kingdom sub- subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way that God lives toward you. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I know. It just wraps it all up just in one little compact sentence. Right there. Yes. That's what it's all about. I know. Like. I just love that you could read the Bible so many times and you will never stop finding nuggets of truth that are in there. Absolutely. Like right in just when you need them. And also, if you guys follow us on Instagram, we are taking some pointers from our friend. Um, well, she's she's our friend. I don't know if she knows that we exist, which is <laughs> fine. We're working on it. Yes. Annie F. Downs is doing reading through the Gospels through the month. Well, she's mm-hmm. doing it every month in a different translation, which I love. Yes. Um, gonna read through together the month of September. So if you'd like to join in, join in. If you miss a day, that's okay. Just get right back on track. Mm-hmm. We've saved that in a highlight on our Instagram page, so you can refer back to that little um, chart mm-hmm. that she so kindly made for the Instagram universe for us to read through. The good news of Jesus. Amen. But y'all, don't be afraid of adulting. It's inevitable. Growing up, and it's like growing old is is inevitable, but growing up is optional. But um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but when, as in the process of growing up, you know, don't don't overcomplicate it. It's all okay. No one's expecting you to be perfect, and there's grace upon grace for you. We serve a God who is forgiving, but who also pro- always provides. Absolutely. So, Drink up his word, spend some intentional time with him, and let it be reflected in the way you live your life. Absolutely. And there's so much more we could say about how you will never eat the salad mixes that you buy from the grocery store or how quickly produce gets out of date Mm -hmm. or even the fact that you're going to have to deal with cellulite. I'm so sorry. It's so real. (sighs) But the Lord is good. All the time. All the time. The Lord is good. How did we talk for like 50-something minutes about being an adult? Because it's what... That was short. We have a lot yeah. more we can share. How could we, time. Yeah, how did we <laughs> condense it down to 50 minutes is what I... <laughs> real, that's a real question. But this is, you know, we're doing okay. That's right. And guys, we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening and for rating and for sharing. Like... We couldn't. We wouldn't even be here without you. We'd Would just not. be talking to ourselves, which we would do anyway. Mm-hmm. But thank you for loving our conversations. <laughs> Next week, we are so excited to talk about ministering where you are. Yes, we're so excited about that because that's what we're doing, and that's hard. Yes, <laughs> that is. No one hard. tells you about how hard that is, but 
you may miss out on how much it is like worth it and the blessing that it is. And that's what we want to tell you all about. For sure. For sure. It's all about him. Amen. Y'all have an awesome week, guys. We love you. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.